Silman Fusion. Beginning in five, four, three, two, one. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's Geek Stuff, TNG. Who? The longest-running geek-related podcast out there, Geek Stuff, TNG. Allegedly. Allegedly. But uh, also, really. Who the hell are you? I'm Peter, by the way. Doctor Strange. Oh, you're using your made-up names. Um, I'm Spider-Man, then. I am the Senate. I am the Sandwich. I can handle things! I'm smart! Not like everybody says! Like dumb, I'm smart and I want respect. They don't know what it's like running a sandwich shop. You know, it takes a village to run uh, the sandwich shop. Look at that. He's making me cry. I'm Groot. I am Batman. I am West Coast Scott. Great Scott. Oh, actually, he's the boss. I just pay for everything and design everything and make everyone look cooler. I am Big Kev. Who the hell knows why talent does what they do? That's why they're talent. Me and Scott. Yeah. The real talent on the show. Oh, boy. I like to say. You're going to need a bigger potion. I have a very long history with those characters. Scott will remember this, but Sandwich won't because he was four. I understood that reference. I am Optimus Prime. Why did you say that name? Punch it! It's award season. Duck season. Award season. Duck season. Award season. Duck season. Award season. Award season. Duck season. <laughs> That's the kind of quality writing you get here on Geek Stuff TNG. Or at least maybe yeah, that's we, just what happens. We were up late working on that one. We uh, we clock in a late night. We don't get OT here, but you know we care about the show so much. We spend a lot of time working on that joke, that joke, that one joke, not that, everything that, else. That one uh, joke. <laughs> oh, so we got some. Uh, I think two different awards. Uh, there was the Critics' Choice and the Emmys. So before we get into those, let's say that Kev is uh, stuck. I, I don't know. The volcano exploded or something, and there's a lava flow in front of his jeep. The amount of times that that volcano explodes, you know. I feel like you should only get a certain amount of volcano days. Like you only get a certain amount of sick days at your new job. Right. Like you only have so many volcano days. It's it's insert Kev excuseometer here. Uh, traffic due to one road on the island, but that's yeah. every day. So I don't know why he doesn't plan accordingly. But that's okay. It's neither here nor there. We thank you for being here on this episode, episode seven forty eight of Geek Stuff TNG, uh, where if you want to. Uh, Participate in the show. You may be here yourself on a future one. You can call the GVM line. 201-730-2547. Or you can send us an email. At geeksoftng at gmail.com. If you really want to support the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash geeksoftng. Just a dollar a month, you get access to the Discord server. You can communicate with Kev there, at mention him and say, why aren't you on the show this week? What traffic are you sitting in? Uh, For $3 a month, it's the early bird special. So as soon as we're done... uh, 
recording and editing the show. I pop it up on the Patreon, and then the show normally comes out on Fridays. Um, also, on the $5 tier, that's the bonus round, where you get the vintage episodes of Big Kev's Geek Stuff, as well as bonus shows like The Sandwich Shop, when Sandwich does them. Uh, and then at $10 a month, you get to watch us live and direct on Instagram Live, soon to be maybe a different venue uh, as we work towards that. So um, support us on the Patreon. We truly appreciate it. And then be sure you're following the show on all the other social medias, Facebooks, Twitters, or Xs, Instagram, or Threads, uh, whatever else is out there. Uh, we don't have a TikTok. Um, or go to, the, go to the shows, Linktree and Webtree and all that good stuff. Otherwise, I guess that's it. So and did, with that, folks, <laughs> we bring this episode to a close. Did you uh, watch any? Did you watch any of the awards? I guess is the first question. I see. It, it's the same thing. I just I don't know the award shows are happening, and I just never find the time to care because I mean, it's like I don't know, like I care about the movies, but half of them it's like oh I want to see that I never saw it anyways so. Right. Like, I know, I remember there was a thing. I think Emma Stone, I think, when she, she won an award for something. Maybe I'm thinking about a different award show. And she won it for a movie. And I'm like, I don't even know what fucking movie she was in, but she won an award for it. Yeah, I think it's called Poor Things. And it's got uh, Mark Ruffalo in it, the Hulk. Um, I'm interested in it. It seems, it's, I mean, it's getting really good um, acclaim. But uh, again, yeah, I haven't, I haven't been out to the theater in a, in a while. It's been super busy. So. Well, let's let's do the critics' choice first. Let's see what if there's anything in the genre over there. Uh, best picture over the critics' choice was Oppenheimer. Um, is, is is that? I feel like that's genre. Do we feel like Oppenheimer is genre for us? Well, I think the fact that it's got uh, Kelly and Murphy, the fact that it's a Nolan film, I think puts it in the genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Um, Looking at the at the list, you got American Fiction, Barbie, Color Purple, The Holdovers, Killer of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer. Oh yeah, the Color Purple movie came out. Yeah, Color Purple movie came out. Uh, Saltburn. I've been hearing a lot of stuff about Saltburn, but I don't think I care enough to see that one. I, I've heard some interesting things about Saltburn. Yeah. What um, what what's it about? I don't know. I've I've <laughs> only heard apparently <laughs> that there's like a a twist halfway through where there is a um. A relationship that I think it either comes out of nowhere or like they set it up really hard and then they do it. There's some kind of interesting relationship that like I don't want to, I don't know enough to really wax poetic on it. I'm sure there's this, there's a lot of things I've saw on TikTok where it's like before Saltburn, watching it and then after the uh, after Saltburn and the reactions seem to be kind of all over the fucking place. All right, that's yeah, that's what I've been seeing too. So I, I don't know. I watched. Uh, let, let's let's take a brief aside. Um, one of the things that. I do like about TikTok is when people put clips of things. Like, that's where I see clips of movies and TV shows. There's a lot of, like, old Sopranos clips and old uh, Breaking Bad clips. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that was a good show. You know, and I kind of enjoy the nostalgia of that. But then, like, people put clips of movies and stuff. And I'm like, oh, you know, obviously they're going to put a strong scene. So you're like, oh, maybe I maybe I want to see that or I've never heard of that. So there was this movie called um, Landscape with Invisible Hand. Very okay. odd name, um, and have you ever heard of it first? Nope. Yeah, and it came out in 2023. It's definitely like an independent type of film, um, and it is about maybe 20 or 30 years in the future, um, and aliens have come to Earth, 
-hmm. And the aliens look like basically like a raw turkey, like a turkey, like with no head. And then it's got like, you know, like these weird arms and legs that it so walks around like a dog, but the body looks like a turkey and there's like no face or no, you know, I mean like, and then it's got like eyes up on stalks. So really odd looking alien. And then the way they talk is they just rub their little pads together. So like they don't speak. And then, and then they, and then in all the clips, like it has, uh, it has a, what do you call it? Like a translator. So you can understand what they're saying or whatever. And so, Basically, the aliens come to Earth and they solve all of our problems with better technology, and they go just go into business with Earthlings, and so all the rich people just get into business with the aliens, and then them and the aliens are rich, and all the rest of the people are just more poor. So it's like, so it doesn't really change anything for the poor people, and the rich people are just living in like floating cities now. Like that's that's the future. And then and there's a decent story about it. It's it's it was interesting. Anyway, I, the only reason I watched it is because I heard about it on uh, TikTok, and then, you know, I turned on, uh, like, Prime Video, and it was there, and I'm like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. and so I watched it, you know, so it's free on Prime. Yeah. It's definitely independent film, but interesting, and and it looked good, and I would recommend it. Anyway. Nice. Yeah. Um, so, back to uh, Critics' Choice. Best actor was Giamatti from uh, The Holdovers. Nothing really in the, other than, well, so Killian Murphy didn't win for... Uh, Oppenheimer. So yeah, uh, Emma Stone won for Poor Things, uh, which again I, I do want to see that. What else we got? Best supporting actor was Robert Downey Jr. for Oppenheimer. That's definitely in the genre. Yeah, Iron Man and uh, Divine Joy Randolph won for The Holdovers. So that's best uh, best supporting actress and best actor was The Holdovers. There, um, best young actor actress was his Critics' Choice was um, Dominic Sessa from The Holdovers. That's interesting. Let's see. Best Acting Ensemble. So Oppenheimer won for the Best Ensemble. These are interesting categories. Nolan won for Director. Adapted Screenplay was American Fiction. Original Screenplay was Barbie. There you go, Barbie. Yeah. Nothing super exciting over at the old uh, Critics' Choice Awards. Spider-Man Across the Universe won for Best Animated Film. That, that makes sense. I mean, it's oh, then they get both. into they get into uh, television too. So you got Best Series: Succession, Kieran Culkin, Sarah Snook. So this is like a repeat of the Golden Globes over there. Yeah. So you you haven't watched The Bear either, have you? I'm aware of it. I know it's about like a guy who runs like his brother's restaurant and the brother like passes away yeah and and i don't really think of it as a comedy it's 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 sweeping in the comedy category but like i think the reason comedy? i i mean but it's like it's hardcore intense and yeah it's no, like nothing makes you laugh right really. you're not laughing at this show like there's an occasional funny moment and again the acting is great but i think that they strategically entered it in the comedy category so uh-huh. yeah if you're comparing the acting in that to the acting in other com- comedies it, it probably blows them away but if you're comparing yeah. the acting in the bear to the acting in succession i haven't watched succession i don't know how good the acting is but clearly that's winning all the awards um you know maybe that's why they put it in that category because you know having watched um the first season and half of the second season i do not consider it a comedy it's got 
some like silly characters are not not really silly, just characters that are kind of dumb. So they do dumb things. That doesn't mean it's a comedy, right? Because you have dumb people in real life. I don't know. Like, would you consider The Sopranos a comedy? No, no, right? But lots yeah, of funny stuff all. happens in in The Sopranos, right? Yeah, no. I mean, I've laughed. I've definitely laughed and like giggled hardcore at some fucking Sopranos scenes. I feel like, obviously, I saw I've seen a lot more episodes of The Sopranos than I have of The Bear, but I feel like I laughed a lot in The Sopranos. There's a lot of funny things happening the way that these people act and react is yeah. is funny even though the situation is not but sopranos is not a comedy it's a drama so i think the same thing about uh the bear so uh what are your thoughts on the bear if you think that it's a comedy call the gvm line 201-730-2547 if you think it's not a comedy send us an email at geeks of tng at gmail.com <laughs> Uh, so let's move over to the Emmys. How about the Emmys instead? So you, again, didn't watch either one, right? Nope. Um, I didn't. They just don't do award shows. I didn't hear anybody say that the Emmys uh, hosting was bad. Like you know, Joe Coy, Joe Coy got killed for uh, the Golden Globes, but I didn't hear any. I haven't heard anything bad about the hosts of either of these two. Uh, so let's see. So Emmy, the Primetime Emmy Awards, and of course Succession wins for Outstanding Drama. I think for me, the most interesting story about the Emmys is that Better Call Saul got, as a show, over its run, got over 50-something nominations and never yes. won. Like, nothing. And I'm like, there must be some really strong competition out there because Better Call Saul, Saul was a solid show. Good yeah. acting, good writing, good, you know, and no, they haven't won anything. And they're always nominated. They got 50-something nominations over their run. So it's just interesting that they were always the, you know, the runner-up. Um Succession, always though. Bridesmaid. Yeah, always a bridesmaid. Succession seems like the show to watch, though. Man, uh, everybody's I've winning heard a Emmys. Lot about it. Yeah, I want to watch like, it. I, I've, never, I've never seen a minute of it, but I've heard a lot about it. Yeah. Well, you got Kieran Culkin won there. Outstanding comedy series was The Bear, beating out Ted Lasso, Barry, Murders in the Building, Mrs. Maisel. Another show I want to watch. Which one? Really good things. Barry. Barry was on awesome. Really liked Barry. Uh, I mean, Bill Hader's good. Again, Barry is a is a dark comedy, right? Yeah. I think I think the bear is a drama with some funny parts in it. You know. Yeah. So uh, let's see. It, it reminds the way I, I was. It's like you know in the scene in Departed when he like shoots that girl on the beach. It's like she fell funny. <laughs> right. The Departed's not a comedy, but yeah. you laugh at that. Yeah. I feel like I feel like there's like a story about that that like that was um like that was like an ad lib. Yes, I believe so. Right? Yeah. Something and, yeah, it's like that wasn't supposed to be that whole th- it was supposed to be a whole thing, then it became like kind of its own creation. Yeah. So let's see. All right, so yeah, so Sarah Snook won for um succession. Uh, just like the Golden Globes, uh, Steve Young and Ali Wong won for Beef. There you go. Let's see, Jennifer Coolidge won for White Lotus, Stifler's mom. Um, another succession. More of the bear. So that's, I mean, you know, nothing, nothing super exciting over on the Emmys genre related that I can see. And uh, the other story, though, over at the Emmys. Sir Elton John 
Is it Taron Egerton? What? How do you say his name? Taron Egerton. Taron Egerton uh, played him in a movie. Sir Elton John is now an EGOT. What? Do you know what an EGOT is? No. That means you've won an Emmy, a Golden Globe, an Oscar, an Oscar and a Tony. EGOT. There's only like a handful of them because that's not <laughs> that's not that easy to do, right? In all those different categories. So Sir Elton John is the EGOT. Huh. Yeah. There's eighteen there's eighteen other people who are EGOTs. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a pretty small group. In the whole history of the world, there's only eighteen EGOTs. I wonder who was the first. Who was the first EGOT? I don't know. You know, it's funny. It's mm-hmm. like the computer knows, like, oh, you looked this up before, so you looked this up next. Richard Rogers was the first EGOT winner. I don't know who Playing that is. Some guy who got it in 1962. Wow. Really? Well, well, the ratings for the Emmys were the worst, uh, all, the all-time low for the Emmys, just so you know, guys. They are going to go down more, I feel like, because, once again, no one cares. At large. In my age bracket. I mean, yeah, I, th- I think, well, first of all, there's too many award shows, right? That too. And, and there's too much content to watch an awards show. You know, a show. You can have the awards. Just tell us who won, right? Yes. Like, yes. But then, you know, but then if the, if, the, if the stars, the celebrities don't get to have an acceptance speech that's public, like, you know, who, like, does it matter, right? Yeah. Like, I think that that there, there's a problem. You're right. I think award shows are dying. But then, if the if the show dies, is anybody going to care about? Are the actors going to care about the accolade? You know, hey, you want an Oscar? You know, just mail it to me. You know what I mean? Like, there's no who cares, <laughs> right? I think the Oscars are the only ones that will stand like the test of time. Yeah. Well, I mean, but but the Emmys are television, and you know, and so you have to. You have to, um, uh, have the two different shows. You know, you got to talk. You have if you're going to give awards for movies, you want to give awards for for television too. You know, yes. and I mean, I don't know. I mean, you're right though, but it's like, are they going to stop? What really? What's going to happen? Are they going to stop giving the awards, or just stop televising it, or figure out a way to make people care enough to watch the shows? But I don't think they'll be able to do that. There's too much content. Yeah. So. Just too much. It'll be interesting. It's always interesting to see how all this shite shakes out. Yeah. Um, speaking of shows, uh, last week I went to a test filming. Te- I was in the test audience for a new show that just debuted this week called After Midnight. Now, okay. you may remember At Midnight on Comedy Central a while back. Vaguely, yes. Ho- hosted by Chris Hardwick. Um yes. But it's basically, you know, they talk about whatever happened on the internet that day. They make some jokes, and it's a, you know, it's like a semi-game show with a host and three comedians. And uh, so now it's hosted by Taylor Tomlinson, and it is airing in the slot left by, uh, oh, what what's the guy that everybody hates that was in Late Night? Gordon? Yeah, James Gordon. Oh, Gordon. Okay. So, yeah, so he's he's his show's gone. He's gone. So after midnight is replacing that show. So Taylor Tomlinson becomes the first uh, 
She can't be. I saw a thing that said she was the first female host in late night, but that's not true because Joan Rivers had her own show. So maybe the first, I guess, the time slot, maybe? Maybe the, the very late night because this is a little bit later. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. But anyway, I mean, it's a big deal because because she's a woman, because she's so young. It's like, I think it's a really big deal for her. She's a pretty funny stand-up comic. Uh, I've seen a couple of her specials and she's got a new special coming out on Netflix soon. Um, anyway, we went to the, we went to the test screening and, you know, we had a blast. It was, you know, when you're doing anything live, it's always fun. And so, you know, we had it, we had a good time at it. And then the first episode aired, I think Tuesday night. So, uh, you know, and then you could also watch it on Paramount plus if you, uh, if you so, uh, are so inclined. Yeah. So there you go. Did you ever watch at midnight? No. Yeah. I, I mean, we still had cable at that point, and so we would watch at midnight like every day, and we went to we went to record tapings of it like, you know, several times, you know, here in L.A. So it was fun. The only thing I ever did, oh, show I ever watched was like a late night show. I used to watch Fallon, uh, the Tonight Show when he had it. Uh, he still does, but you know what I mean. I'm glad you called it Fallon and not The Tonight Show. Because if you would have said, oh, I used to watch The Tonight Show, I would have went, yeah, so did I. But we did not watch the same Tonight Show, for sure. No. Yeah, no. No, because that's when, um, who had it before him? The name's fucking escaping me. I know his fucking face. Uh, uh, Jay Leno? Is it, is it, yeah, it's Leno, right? Yeah. But, I mean, they're all kind of like like Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon to me. Besides the fact they both have the name Jimmy. I mean, there's not much of a difference to me <laughs> in, like, the the like process of the show like it's kind of the same shit in my mind at least you can, you could say i'm wrong but yeah well if, if kev were here he would say that the tonight show that i watched was with steve allen or maybe if he's being generous it'd be jack parr but i actually watched it with johnny carson um for me my when i was in my my like first couple of years of college was uh-huh. when um the, the late night wars were going on, right? Johnny had said he was, Johnny Carson had said he was going to retire. And David Letterman, who had the show after him, wanted the spot, right? And Jay Leno wanted the spot, right? Yeah. And so that was the the late night wars. And there's a, there were, they made a movie about it called Late Shift. There's a book about it. Um, it wasn't like Conan involved in all that and shit? Uh, well, no, Conan was, Conan came in and took over David Letterman's spot after when David Letterman went to CBS and ultimately um, uh, Jay Leno got the tonight show Letterman moved over to CBS and then, you know, that went on for years. And then uh, when Jay Leno thought about retiring or they gave Conan some big, like something in his contract that said, basically said, he had to get the Tonight Show by a certain date, or they would pay him a bunch of money. And uh-huh. Jay Leno had said he was going to retire, but then decided he didn't want to retire. But they uh-huh. forced him out because the money that they were going to have to pay Conan if they didn't give him the Tonight Show was too much. So they gave Conan the Tonight Show for a very short time. The ratings dropped. They basically fired Conan and brought Jay Leno back. And then nobody wanted Jay Leno back at that point. So that failed too. And then that kind of led us to Fallon. Like, that's where we are with Fallon on on, on, oh. on the NBC late night. And then, you know, uh, Letterman retired, and I think Kimmel took over that time slot and, and, 
and all these. Other, but it's like, but you know, late night just is not what it was. When I watched it, I literally would every night I would watch the Tonight Show, and then I would watch Late Night with David Letterman. You know, because you know, in college I was working late. I would get home and and watch the late night shows, and I was you know I I didn't get up early back then, right? And, and like that was like the well, I mean that was the end of late night television. It was the end of an era. I would say it's totally different now. And, and today, it it has no relationship to what it was, you, you know, in the in the golden age of late night television. I would say, but like, and now nobody cares. You just watch for the clip on YouTube of whatever one thing that happened that you want to see on Fallon or Kimmel or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not. I mean, yeah. And then, of course, so many people don't even have, you, you know, you got to have cable TV to watch a, sh- a regular show. You know, I mean, you know, you don't watch, you don't watch those things on, um, on streaming. So, you know, if it's not on streaming, you know, if it's not on streaming. Oh, great echo! Great echo! What happened? What happened? Oh, hey, Big Kev, how's it going? I decided to make a guest appearance on this episode. What episode number is it? 749. You are so close. Wow. Wow. Good so close. You. 748. An that was pretty oh, good. Damn it. That was pretty good. Wow. Have we planned the big 750 anniversary? Yes. <laughs> well, what? I got two weeks to plan it. I don't know that that's going to happen. What 750 are we... million hours of content. Let's plan. Let's plan eight hundred. The road to eight hundred. <laughs> the road to eight hundred. Well, we'll have to get everyone back for eight hundred, but that's well, that's a year from now, even. So yeah, yeah. maybe no, no excuses. Wait, we record. It's probably three years from now. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And d- d- and statistically, one of us will be dead. Statistically, one of us will be dead in a year. Statistically, one out of three people is going to drop dead. That is very pessimistic. Oh no, oh, no, no, no! I, I was saying if it took us three years. Oh, but still, you think one of us will be dead in three years? Yes, I do. Oh my god, that is depressing. I'm sorry. It's just that is just the way things work. <laughs> and god, one of us putting in his bed. <laughs> What I, and one of us will have a really big toy collection. <laughs> yeah, somebody amongst the group. Actually, the the theory is two people could have, you know, a, 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 a huge a huge boon to their collection. Two people could benefit from from that. I mean, so, yeah, if, I'm just saying. If I'm lucky and I sell it all to Toy Mike, I could cover most of your tab. You know, it'd be good. Um, just for the record, I don't really remember what you still have, but let me just say some of those things that I think that you have, they're worth a lot more money than than than, than they were when you bought them. <laughs> well, you don't even know what I, mean, I have. I so know. I don't remember so what's there. What is? I'll, I'll just sell the things to cover your tab and tell you, no, you you must have shipped that back. I don't. I don't know what happened to that. Oh, what a what a great plan! You know, eventually there will be an audit. An audit. Oh, geez. the the men in uh, the men in black are going to show up with their briefcases. All right, we're here to we're here to audit the archive. 
Yeah, Sam would should have that fear also. <laughs> Mostly for D&D books that he's probably hoarding at his house. Okay, so when the men in black come here, take your shit. You open the door, it sounds like this. Sounds like what? Was there an effect? There is an effect. It's it's the archive sound effect. Oh, no. I could hear it. And we used to have an intro for an outro for the archive. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, so I'll let that be should, like should be in the production. Should be in the production file. You could always put it in in post. Put it in in post. Everything's in post. <laughs> but so I get, let me ask but, you this: you if, know, eventually, yeah, eventually when uh, when when we're when Sandwich and I are actually actually liquidating the archive one way or another, uh, we'll need that intro and outro because that will definitely be a, a bit, you know. This week in archive news. Yeah? We lost Pickle in the hey. archive. <laughs> hey, today. Pickle hey, went into today Narnia I, at the back of the archive. It'll be Sandwich updating. Hey, today I sold another one of Kevin's grails and I'm putting my kid through college. Yes. I was able to afford a fourth child with the amount of money I made here. A fourth child? Jesus. I can't even imagine you with one. Now, not that you're going to be a bad parent or anything. I don't think that. It's just, you know. Well, you've known me since I was a small sandwich, so I imagine it's a lot. I'm just saying. A finger sandwich? I can't imagine, I can't imagine you with a kid is the point I'm making. Yes. I mean, well, he is engaged. So, you know, first comes love, then comes marriage, then comes the baby in the baby carriage. You know, there's, there's three rings in a, in a relationship. Do you know what they are? I know this. I know this one. I know this bit. It's the engagement ring. The wedding ring, and then and suffering. suffering. <laughs> <laughs> I love that bit. That's Abbott and Costello. I know. Nice. The one. So, it's the what one are we talking about? Did. Like you know, related to the, you know, the thrust of the program. Uh, well, we did mention uh, that uh, Sir Elton John got an EGOT. So I, you know, I just want to see if you had any any comments on that. Oh, right, right. He is my the old egot. Did did you see that Hulk Hogan is a is a real hero, like a real American hero? It wasn't that his wasn't that his sound effect. What now? Did he save a family? Something like that. Yeah, like there was a there was a car crash, and like Hulk Hogan helped get somebody out of out of a car crash. That's Are we sure that isn't a setup? <laughs> Hulk crashed well, somebody's car so he could make himself look good. Well, so The Rock is coming to WrestleMania. The Rock is is going to be. Is, it is, is he wrestling Roman Reigns? He's wrestling. It looked like it was CM Punk last. I remember, but I could be wrong. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I, I, I mean, I know that CM Punk was. Uh, there's no way they're gonna. There's no way the Rock is not gonna put over CM Punk. Yeah, and that's the whole point is to put over Punk. I mean, somebody could come and put over Punk, but it's not gonna be. There's no way. There's no way. You know, there's he... no way. Unless he's coming back to wrestling full time, there's no fucking way. Who? CM Punk? No, uh, the, Rock. the Rock. There's no way he puts over CM Punk. There's no way. I can't even imagine that. You know, Rock comes in for the the funny bit, the people's elbow, and you know that, and then you know, and you know, charging up 
50,000 people or whatever will be at WrestleMania. He's not brought in to put over somebody like CM Punk with all due respect. He's he's coming back from Mania to put over Roman, it looks like. Do do, do you think he's going to win? No, they'll be interference. I was thinking about going to that uh to that uh WrestleMania, but we didn't buy tickets in time, so it went from being like fifty dollars because it's a two day adventure now. Right. Uh but now it's it was fifty, then it, when Rock announced he was gonna be there essentially they fucking skyrocketed. <laughs> so like yeah. oh, okay, cool. Now I don't now I can't buy it. Where where is it? Philly, that's why I was gonna go too, because it's not far. We're gonna do a big thing with my friend. Philly? Yeah. Philadelphia. The city oh, of man. brotherly love. Brother. The city of brotherly love. City of Brother. cheese steaks. There city are city of cheese steaks and nothing else. City where I can go crime. My mom, one of cheese steaks and crime. Well, there, there's history. Okay. There, yeah, there's a bell. Isn't there a bell yeah. there? Yeah, what's left of it? There's the um, there's the fucking the, the side center that's dope. Just just put in Bill Burr's talk, are whole talk bit. About other things or what? What are we gonna do? We gonna just knock on Philly for? No, I'll just, I'll just play Bill Burr's bit where he ripped on Philly for his whole time. Yeah, he, he and you know he turns and says something to me during that bit, right? <laughs> yeah. True story. Yeah. You can hear him in the thing. He turns away from the mic. That I'm the guy he's talking to. I'm standing in the wings. <laughs> Big That's Kev, 100% true. Big Kev is the Forrest Gump of uh, New York comedy and satellite radio. Everything that happened, Kev was off to the side there somewhere. I, You know what? Not everything, but there are quite a lot of things. <laughs> no, I, I, mean, I don't want to go into detail because it's that's not the thrust of this program, you know. Perhaps there are, I don't know, some nerd things we could talk about, you know. All right. Well, you sent you sent an article. You, Kev contributed to show prep by sending an I article. I always contribute to show prep. Like when I say, hey, we should watch Rebel Moon so we can rip on it. <laughs> and everybody's like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Not watching that fucking Snyder piece of shit. Oh, yeah, because the Snyder I, piece I, I, I think I think it was slightly nicer the way that i worded it but yeah that was the sentiment um and just just for the record although we're not gonna have a discussion about it today it was so bad it was so derivative of about a million different things i don't even know where to start it it it, you know quote borrowed and quote so much from so many different avengers uh, um uh, Seven Samurai. Um, I don't even know. There's so much derivative stuff that I, I just couldn't keep track of it all. Every five minutes, I turned to my housemates and I was like, and that's from that movie. And that's from that movie. Mm-hmm. Not I mean, to mention, I'm about, I'm over the Snyder slow-mo. Yeah. I'm over it. Oh, for sure. When I When I watched the, you know, the black and white, Snyder cut whatever uh that was like four hours long it was like it didn't need to be four hours long it was just all in slow-mo 
It was awful. Yeah, it also didn't. It didn't need to be in black and white either, because who cares? Yeah. You know, is it an Abbott and Costello movie? Right. No, then it doesn't need to be in black and white. Only person that does slow-mo more than uh, Zack Snyder is Brian fucking De Palma. Does he? Do you, you ever watch uh, The Untouchables? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I remember what you're talking about, but he doesn't... I don't remember him doing it in every movie. Uh, I don't know. I just remember watching Untouchables one New Year's Day with a room full of film students, and everybody just was so pissed the whole time. <laughs> and when that, that when that baby carriage is going down the steps, that was in an slow-mo. amazing sequence. That was an amazing. You know what? When when Snyder does it, it's gratuitous. When Brian De Palma does it, it makes the scene ten times. Try run that in regular speed and see how it looks it, it you know what it's it's kind of like wow that was kind of cool in slow-mo it's way more impactful so i disagree i think De palma uses it effectively snyder uses it o- overly uses it and gratuitously on top of that yeah i would agree with that so so did you did you watch it's it's just a, a movie it's not a show a series right but this is it's part two one movies it's two movies, so yeah. you, you watch part one. part one. Yeah, I watched part one, and I I want to watch part two, and I want to watch it because I want to see if it's possibly as bad as part one. I mean, I imagine yes, but, you know, like, I don't know. I mean, it really just was derivative nonsense. And you you know what? And I can see, with all due respect to Lucasfilm, who doesn't really garner a lot of respect for me these days, with all due respect for them, I can see why they said no. You know, if, if, if the treatment or the script looked like the movie I saw, I'd have said no too. Did, did he want it to be in the star Wars universe and they said no. So it he just made written, it his own. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. It was written as a star Wars movie pitched by Snyder to Lucasfilm who said, no, thank you. And he pretty much said, well, fuck you. I'm going to un-Star Wars it, make it anyway. And of course, Netflix, you know, will make anything Netflix. Where it was like, oh, Zack Snyder? Yeah, oh, sure. What do you want? You want to make a giant piece of shit? Yeah, okay, bring it on. We'll pay you. You know, like it's unbelievable. Just really unbelievable. Anyway. I mean, yeah, speaking of, speaking of the Star Wars universe, right? Daisy Ridley says her Star Wars movie is not what is expected. Uh, it is what is expected. And the answer is indefinitely delayed. <laughs> That's the latest news. Indefinitely delayed. Sto- and probably because the director of the movie has stirred up quite a bit of controversy with regards to her feelings about men. There's some videos and some other things out there and quotes and and clips that have been attributed to her or that are heard directly. And, you know, it's almost like if you're going to fire uh if you're going to fire people for saying controversial stuff, you know, 
I think she's said enough where certainly putting a delay, indefinite delay on her film is warranted. So. All right, you guys discuss. I'm going to pop out, but I'll pop back in in a few minutes. All right, we'll see you when you get back. Try not to come back with an echo. Bye. Speaking of echo, no, let, let's let's hold off. Have you watched any of Echo yet? No. I heard it was good for a bit. I heard the ending was rough, but I heard Oh yeah. I mean, I heard the action sequences are, sequences are great. I, yeah, I just haven't I just haven't had time. I mean, it's not that I don't want to watch Echo. Um I like sat down the other night and thought about watching Echo and then I'm like, "Well, I haven't finished What If yet." And then I started watching What If, and then I'm like, I don't really care about What If, so I, <laughs> you know, so that I didn't, I ended up not watching anything. And then the then la- the other night, I that's when I put on that uh, Landscape with Invisible Hand movie because I just didn't want to get into it. But um, yeah, I'm I'm interested in it. I think the the latest news on uh, She Hulk is she doesn't think there's going to be a season two because they blew their budget. So yeah, sure, that's the reason why. Not that it's bad. I didn't think it was bad. I, I I mean I thought it was a comedy, like it was a a fourth wall breaking comedy. Yeah, and the, my only beef with that is, um, most comedies are funny. <laughs> I mean, no, I was I was totally okay with it. the The ending was a little weird. You know, you're mad about the way that uh, Hulkling came. Well, is, is that Hulkling? No, that's Scar. That's Scar. And who's Hulkling? Is, is Hulkling like Scar's kid? Hulkling? No, Hulkling is just like a separate person who has powers that I guess they said are like like Hulk. He's like a, he's an alien who just goes green and is strong. Oh, yeah. So he's not, okay. So he's, he's, not, not, he's not even a human. Yeah. yeah. He's an inhuman or something like that. Oh, all right. I did not know that. Not related to the Hulk. Like so he's, all. but he's one of the young Avengers. Hulkling is one of the young Avengers. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, I mean, the way that they kind of came meta and went out of the story and into, you know, Marvel Studios and whatever, and then gave the show an ending, I felt like they rushed that a little bit because then it's like, well, did what, so what happened and what didn't happen? Because, you know, she changed everything up, you know what I mean? So I wish that it would have given you a little bit more time to then see what what really happened now that she rewrote the script. Cause I'm okay with her rewriting the script and taking control and all of that. I was, I was totally fine with She-Hulk and I enjoyed it. Um, but again, I guess it was, it was over budget. So I'm not getting into it. Cause I, I, cause you're a hater. I don't like it. You're a it's hater. Even, yeah. I, I, it's not even a hater. It's just not good. And I'm not the only one thinking it. A lot of people don't like the thought it was subpar. Listen, I wanted to like it. Here's the thing. It's not like I, I wanted to hate it. I wanted to like it so bad. It just was not what we were looking for, what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. And then it's not. It has nothing to do with like the lawyer bits, or nothing to do with like the girl power thing. It's none of that stuff. It all has to do with the fact that it just wasn't good writing to me. Because you're setting it up as like a law thing. There's like almost no. There's yeah. There's scenes in a courtroom, but there's no law. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and it's once again, it's only thirty minute episodes, so you can only do so much. If they had hour long episodes, maybe they could have done more of that. But like I, I don't blame them for that, but you know, that was a miscue that I didn't like. And then I don't know, it's it didn't feel like she didn't feel like I, I'm like witty or like smart. Like she's not like she's a fucking idiot, she's a fucking lawyer. She's 
really intelligent. I don't know, just she felt not intelligent at times. The the character. Yeah, like it felt like she was just acting dumb. Hmm. Once again, my opinion. If you uh, disagree with me, first of all, you can uh, at me on Discord. Uh, I'll be on, I'm on Discord. You just you don't have to at me, but I'll respond when you at me. Uh, you can call the GVM line two zero one seven three zero two five four seven. Oh, I thought I thought we were switching places. Go ahead, produce the show. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> and you can also email me, us <laughs> <laughs> at geeksoftng at gmail dot com. There you go. Right. Um, but yeah, like I, I don't know. Let's well, get it's my personal opinion. I don't begrudge anyone for liking the show. Not at all. It's just it wasn't the show for me. All right. Let's see what else. What else is going on in the Marvel universe? There, did, did they say? Do we talk about Harvey Arbardem maybe being cast in the Fantastic Four movie? I think we did. Yes, um, I like him a lot. So I mean, I I support it. I don't know what role, but I mean, I think they said it was a Fantastic Four movie role. So yeah, that sounds to me like it's Doom. Just is this Galactus? Galactus. It says to yes. play the main baddie in Fantastic Four, Galactus. So, I mean, that kind of tells you that it's not going to be Doom and, and the, they're going to go straight to Galactus again. Which is, I mean, is kind of interesting. Yeah, I don't agree with that pathing personally. Um, I mean, it definitely feels like Galactus should be a bigger bad than Doctor Doom, right? I, I don't want to kick off with Galactus. Especially because they already did Galactus. Well, but they already did Doom as well. I mean, really, Doom was in. No, yeah, but you, you, you. Galactus is a galactic, you know, to the name level threat. Man, eat planets. You can't start with Galactus and be like, "All right, now we got to deal with Doctor Doom." Right. Like it just doesn't feel right. I mean, yeah, that's. Yeah, I, I think that that's the issue. Yeah. So. Let's see what else. I feel like there was another uh, Marvel story in the news somewhere. Let's look at the news for Marvel Comics. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Oh. Did you watch Echo? I know we talked about it. Okay, so, so yeah, I haven't watched it yet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to it. I'm going to get to it. I just got... I'm stuck on uh, on on what if, and then I'll be happy to move on to Echo. Are you enjoying what if? No, I'm not. That's why I keep. I mean, I keep. I just want. I gotta like power through it, and I just don't care. I just scroll on my phone the whole time. So you I'm know, like, why? Why am I bother watching it? If you don't like it. No one's making you watch it. I know, but like, I just gotta watch it in order. I just can't help it. Let's see. All right, sir. <laughs> All right. Um, you know what? Before, because uh, Kev will probably come back later. Um, oh yeah, there's there's this horrible re- review for Penny De- uh, for Rebel Moon that I had in there. I forgot about that. So and then oh Rebel Moon. Yeah, I'm so excited to watch that movie. So here's the other thing about uh, the movie Poor Things. This says Poor Things and the return of the no holds barred Hollywood sex scene. So apparently there's a lot of skin in it. I don't know. Oh. Um. Did Emma Stone have to skin her way to a? <laughs> I mean, she's done. She's done. I think nudity before. I. I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. Oh yeah, Kevin so, would know. So this is what I was looking for. So the the 
the, the rumor out there is that the Silver Surfer in the new Fantastic Four is going to be female. Oh. I mean, you know, who cares? It's an alien. It's, my thing always is you can change this, change the sex, gender, whatever. As long as you keep the story relatively similar, that's all I care about. Because the story works because it's a good story already. Right. As long, you know, sure, it's a chick. God just comes to her planet. Fucking eats it, loses loved ones, decides to be a surfer. As long as the basic story is the same, I don't Wait, care. Wait, didn't he save his planet by volunteering to be the Herald? I thought he oh, yeah, saved yeah, yeah. it, right? That he didn't eat yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, it's all, like the, the, the core concept of the character are the same. As long as they're still the same, like... You know, we're not deviating too far much. You could deviate a little bit. You you know, whatever. Right. There's no reason it does not to be instead of saving his, you know, wife and child, she saves her husband and child. Who I mean, you know, it's the same. It doesn't matter, yeah. right? Yeah. Um let's see. All right, well, let's do some DC news also. The the uh Superman in the uh, Superman legacy will have a sense of humor, says Rachel Brosnan. Uh, Rosnahan. Rosnahan. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's. Uh, that's Mrs. Maisel. She's. Uh, she's. Play, oh, yeah. she's, oh, yeah, she's, she's playing Lois Lane, but she says so. You know, so it's going to be. I mean, it's hard not to be lighter than than Zack Snyder's Man of Steel, right? I mean, that was a pretty yeah. dark movie, right? Um, I like her a lot, actually. <laughs> you like Mrs. Maisel, Rachel Brosnan? Yes. Yes. All right. Have you seen Mrs. Maisel? Uh, I've seen a couple uh, episodes of it. That's the show me and my girlfriend started, and we just we never finished together. But she went on without me. Oh yeah, that was a good yeah. show. I liked it. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I got no beef with it. Yeah. Um, she's she's the lowest, right? We just said that. She's yes, the lowest lane. she will be. She will be the lowest lane. Um, Superman laughed laughter. And, I mean, has there been a Superman that like had comedy? Well, the Christopher Reeve ones had some comedy. I mean, uh, Ned Beatty as Otis was comic relief for the whole movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the Lex Luthor was, you know, Gene Hackman's Lex Luthor was a relatively comedic take on the, the supervillain, even though he was, you know, um, going to make California drop off into the ocean and kill millions of people. It was still a relatively lighthearted uh, movie. I mean, you know. Yeah. So, let's see. All right, let's talk about Dune for a second. So, Dune Part Two is moved up by a couple of weeks. It's getting ready to come back out. Um, Dude. Uh, Dune. I don't want to say it's getting ready to come back out. When it's moved up by two weeks. When is it? When is the? Uh, is that an end of this August. year? August. It's coming out in August. It's moving up to earlier oh. in August. Um, but did you see they're going to re-release uh, the David Lynch Dune? In theaters, Are they? yeah, yeah. David Lynch's Dune returning to theaters in February for its, I think it's for its fortieth like anniversary. Forty years, goddamn. One of those like Fathom events, probably or something like that. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's just going to be all over. It's been forty years since David Lynch's Dune two day event. Tickets can be purchased here. Let's see if it's a Fathom event. It is a Fathom event, February eighteenth and nineteenth. There you go. Definitely want to go see that. I, w- I wish uh, I could do Fathom Events at Cinemark, though, because the theater is just better. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much better. 
And I've done a couple Fathom events. I mean, it's it it's just fun because you're in a everybody is you know what I mean it's like it's different than a new movie and everybody's there to see a new movie but nobody knows anything about it so when it's a re-release you're in a room of super fans right everybody knows that movie and it's just it's it's a totally uh different feeling I did a uh that for elf wasn't like a fathom event it was a theater was doing elf like 10 years plus after it came out so I saw it in the big theater with a bunch of people it was it's, I always love seeing Elf, but it was really fun seeing it with just like an entire theater full of people who know the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like that too. I mean, obviously it's different, but like when I do the Rocky Horror Picture Show, you know, I saw that one, obviously. So yeah. everyone knows that movie and there's all cadences and songs and you throw things and do things. Kev, Kev took you to that, right? Yes. You got the V on your head and, and all yeah. that good stuff. Yeah. First time is always the best. Yeah. So yeah, so February 18th and 19th is Dune. Let's see what else is Fathom events. You can see Labyrinth at a Fathom event in March, 6th and March 6th and 10th. Uh, let's see what else. Steel Magnolias. The Muppet movie in June. The Muppet movie, sweet. South Park bigger longer and uncut. 20 25th anniversary. Good lord. I mean, of what? Of the South Park movie. Oh, wow. <laughs> Bigger, longer, and uncut. The never-ending stories in July. Uh, Blazing Saddles is in September. Mean Girls is in October. Fifth Are Element in November. Blazing Saddles again. Blazing Saddles. Have you seen it? I've seen bits, but I know enough about Blazing Saddles. Sandwich <laughs> Shop. That's definitely yeah. one that would be, that'd be worth watching. It's, I mean. Doing Blazing Saddles? Isn't that a little... This- in this in this socio climate, well, that's the whole point. I mean, right? It, it was it was, <laughs> Even then, I mean, it was, it was a offensive lot. then. I mean, you know, it was yeah. designed to be that way. And um, I mean, when you really when you really think about it, like when you when you look back, like Richard Pryor was supposed to be the sheriff, but he was too controversial. So you know, they got they got a different actor um, who did great. But it's like I just wonder how it would have been with Richard Pryor. And Gene Wilder, like, they did so many movies together. Like, I don't know. That was a great movie. Very funny. Oh, yeah. Let's do, let's do the video game news before Kev gets back. Because, you know, he, he's probably playing Fortnite in his car. You can't play Fortnite in your car, right? Uh, you can. Just you can. Right things. All right. Let's see. Um... So, Atari agrees to buy digital, buy classic... Game Maker Digital Eclipse for $20 million. Never heard of that company. Me either. I didn't know Atari still had money. I didn't know, yeah, I didn't know Atari still existed as a as a game company, you know? I mean, that's that's weird. Uh, let's see, over at Activision Blizzard, the CEO, Bobby Kotick, is leaving. Right? He left. He left. I mean, there's all those... Uh, yeah, he left at the beginning of the year. I mean, Activision Blizzard has been going through a lot of problems, not just with the merger, but with HR issues, right? So, yeah, like it's distracting from their business all of the HR difficulties that they're having, right? Yeah, I mean, look at the article and they say there was like a frat boy-like culture. And when you compare a multi-million dollar company with frat boys, that's not good. Yeah. I mean, gee, when you talk about a video game company, <laughs> it's not, I mean, you know, like tech in general is a frat boy area, and then you move it specifically into the video game part. 
a little more male dominated uh, so we can see what how you could develop a toxic culture over there um did you see that blizzard's gonna raffle off blood infused pc if diablo players donate 666 quarts of blood i don't know if they if they hit that if they succeeded in that or not that's funny that's great and metal and awesome i actually really <laughs> like that well did okay so do you remember back in i think it was in the 70s i don't know you to remember but are you aware that in the 70s they made a kiss comic book right the, the rock group kiss it was yes. a comic book about kiss and they let some of their blood drip into the red ink so that they used to print the comic book so it was printed in blood and it was a big old ah. deal and of course parents were up in arms about the satanic you know because you know kiss stands for kids in satan service so uh you know you got to watch out um Let's see. You can get an Xbox toaster. Do you want a toaster that puts the Xbox symbol on your toast? Um, Is that a thing you that'd need? That'd be cute. <laughs> Are you Xbox or PlayStation or PC? So I play on PC. Um, uh, when the new GTA comes out, the thing I've been talking about nonstop, the thing that gets me up in the morning, puts me to bed at night. Um, I have to get a console when that comes out because it will not be on PC for initial release. Um, so I have to decide what console I'm getting. Also, they haven't announced it yet, but if it's not crossplay at this point, I will scream. Meaning you can play it on either console? Or you can play, you can play yeah, it if I'm people. on Xbox, I play my PlayStation friends and vice versa. Right. Um because I Pickle is on Xbox. And, and but I have my, my friends down the shore who I play a lot of games with on PlayStation when they have a console. We play they play PC, but you know. If we're gonna get a console, they have PlayStations already. So it's like, oh, does that mean I gotta get a both or just one? I'd rather just get one and just not have to worry about, you know. And which one are you gonna get if you get one? So the game exclusives for the PlayStation right now are just better, and they actually exist because Xbox doesn't really have any good exclusives or exclusives really at all right now. So if I'm gonna get one, I'm gonna lean in that direction. And um, Sony owns PlayStation, right? Yes. And Microsoft owns Xbox. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, well, uh, PlayStation. Uh, there's a echo, seven. Echo. Oh, echo. 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 Not echo. Not echo. See, there it is. Echo. Yeah. No. Echo. Yeah, 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 we talk is there. Echo. Welcome yes, back, Big Kev. Echoing. Now it's not. Now it's gone. We were we were talking about how Sony has a seven, almost eight billion dollar lawsuit over the PlayStation Store prices. Apparently, they've been uh, overcharging people over in the PlayStation Store. You know, when you're buying like the in the in game transactions, like uh, outfits for your little uh, your little oh, Fortnite character. Oh. Yeah, they've play- been overcharging people. How Can- how do they get away with that? I don't know. That's what the lawsuit's about. Interesting. Why are you in the dark? I don't know. We're not broadcasting this week. It, it I know. Because the sun went down outside. Dark. Sun went down outside. Yeah. It's frozen in Jersey. For those who aren't aware, I had to chip out my car the other day. Oh, well, it's leaving work. So we're let stuck. it go. Let it go. In Jersey, you get snow. Let it go, let it go. The Hawaiian version says one-way road, one-way road. What's it say? 
one-way road. Oh, you said, well, said one-way road, road, sir. You said one-way road, like Elmer Fudd. So yeah, I'm not going to let you pretend that that didn't happen. I had to uh, not see it because I know I fucked it up, but you know what I was saying. Sandwich is hunting wabbit. <laughs> exactly. As a tie back to as a call back to the beginning of the show. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna log on to uh, Fortnite real quick, make sure Kev's not playing. <laughs> yeah, okay. Go right ahead. He's confident because he's not he's not inside the house yet. I thought we ended the Fortnite bit last week. Did we talk about that on the show? Yes. We did, right? It was after? Okay. All right, so Kev, now that you're back, we we were in the middle of video game news, but did you have any any uh... video game news? Yes, yes. Um, no, nothing. Nothing. All right. So what about what about the other article you sent? You sent two two articles this week. Uh, what was the, what was the first one? Uh, the first well, the first one was we were talking about. Uh, Rebel Moon, so it wasn't really an article, but that was the homework assignment. The second one was about Aquaman 2 and uh, the other the other star that's kind of yeah. having his Apparently career Apparently Black, Black Manta, the actor playing Black Manta, is on his way to being canceled. Is that Was that what the article said? Something like that, right? Didn't it say something along the lines of... He's got. He is. He's having problems. No, I think that his career is being damaged because that that you know he needed that movie to help his career, and because that movie is getting so jacked, I don't. Think yeah, but that wasn't also. Didn't Amber Heard say stuff about him that was not good? Am I remembering wrong? I don't know. Let me let me look at the old article. Let's see what the internet has to say. The old articles. So no, he's not being canceled. It's just that all of these, you know, being in, being in Aquaman two was supposed to be good for his career, but because Amber oh. Heard, you know, brought that movie down so much, then it doesn't do anything for his career. And so now that he doesn't have the bounce from that career, maybe Marvel doesn't care if he's in Wonder Man and they cancel Wonder Man. Although it says Wonder Man is rumored to be. Maybe scrapped, and I thought I saw another rumor that no, no, they're definitely moving forward with Wonder Man. So I think that that's there's rumors on both sides of that. I would do Wonder Man again just so people. Well, that's a shame Wonder Man because is. I think it's a shame because uh, I know a great character he could play in the Marvel universe. Tank. You know, you're right about that. Do you remember who he was? Do you remember where else we've seen him before he was uh, Black Manta? No. Uh, he was um, he was Doctor Manhattan in the in the uh, in the HBO oh, Watchmen the series, uh, and he was great. He was great in that. Uh, yeah. You you know you're honestly you're right. I don't know if um, you know I don't know if he does what if he it, I don't know if he could do comedy like the the same way that uh, Jonathan Majors played that character, but he could definitely be the new Kang. Well. I mean, if it's Kang the Conqueror, there should be little comedy. True. You know, with regards to, you know, if they're looking for a replacement of, of, of Jonathan Majors, 
and they cancel him as Wonder Man and give him Kang, not only do I think it's a better role, because it's clearly, you know, more than one flick or one, uh, you know, Disney Plus series, or, uh, you know, even if it's a few appearances, like, you know, are there some great and glorious plans for Wonder Man? I just doubt it. Yeah, Wonder Man's I probably just, just a... It. Just a, a a one and done, you know. Yeah. And and then you know, and then does Wonder Man show up in the next Defenders? Maybe you know what I mean. Like, is yeah, he that's, a street that's level? That's what I mean. Like, yeah. is the, is there a does it does the character have legs? God, I I don't think so. Did you, you see? Know, like, they, I really don't. They put Echo in the Defenders category on Disney Plus, and all the you know all the Netflix shows are there on Disney Plus. Now. Yeah. That's I'm, totally I'm, right. Right, because but he's it's just, a street level character. Right. Well, so, but it implies that there may be another reunite uh, reunion of the defenders. Right. Like we may get a defender season two. Is the implication there? You know, could we well, see? It would be. It would be an MCU defenders, and it would be. You know, wouldn't it be kind of backwards Warner Brothers logic for them to do it that way? You know what I mean? In the sense of, are they going to put out a group show and then break them off into individuals to figure out who they are? Oh well, no. So you, you've got you've got Echo, and then you're going to have a season of Daredevil, right? Do you mm-hmm. do you then come back and do and bring and do the Power Man and Iron Fist so that they don't get one show? You know, so that Iron I mean, Fist doesn't get his own show. You bring those two do, back. You probably would do Heroes for Hire. Is that I mean, I just remember a title that was Power Man and Iron Fist. Is that Hero for Hi- yeah. Heroes for Hire? Heroes for Hire was like their their little company or whatever it was. Right. right? And then, I you think know, I'm right about that. And if you can, somebody fact check me, if you can get Jessica Jones back in there, I mean, it was. I mean, if if uh, what's your name, Eve, that played uh, Hellcat, right? You know, you can get some more Hellcat. I mean, there was tons of potential in that Netflix universe. It was good. So I mean, they they really the the Iron Fist sh- series was the worst of them. The rest of them were pretty darn solid. Uh, you know? Well, it's also an opportunity for them to fix that. Yeah. So and you know it, it, it's it's a it's a lot of opportunities for different things. You know, I mean, there's a lot of. I mean, did we talk about Echo? Oh, that's what we were talking about. We haven't watched it yet. Have you seen it? What What do you yeah, want to talk about, Echo? Oh yeah, what'd you think? I, well, I, I don't know. Are, how far are we removed? Can I spoil things yet? Well, the other two of us haven't seen it, so do you want to spoil it for us? Yeah, probably. All I don't right. care about you. I care about the audience. All right, we're well, a week away. It came out on the ninth, so right, it, it came out. Well, well, we'll give it another week, and I'll just say I really liked the post-credit scene at the end. Is really important. For street level heroes. Okay, I mean that's good. That's a good non spoiler. And but but as a show, you yeah. enjoyed it. No. Oh no. As a show, I thought it was okay. Okay. And it was five episodes, right? Yes. And it's not really a spoiler to say Daredevil was in it, right? You know, it, and it's not really a spoiler to say Hawkeye was in it. And I don't know if the Haw- I don't remember if the Hawkeye appearance in the Echo 
TV show was new or if it was a clip from Hawkeye. Like a flashback. I think it, I think it was a clip from Hawkeye, but I'm not 100% sure. I am sure. Uh, I'm, I'm almost 100% sure, unless I'm forgetting something, that the Daredevil uh, scene was all new. Charlie Cox, all new. Um, and let's see, who else appeared? That was most of it. That I can remember. I mean, those were all the appearances, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. All right. So it was okay. Was it, uh, how does it compare to Wait. Book of Boba Fett? Better or worse? Well, it's hard to compare because that's not, I wasn't waiting, you know, 40 years or whatever to, to see Boba Fett fleshed out only to have it be a, a giant turd. You know, I wasn't waiting that for, for Echo. It's a new character. It's a new story. It's, you know, like it has all of those elements to it. I thought it was well done for what it was. Was I overly impressed? No. You know, you know, do I like the character? I mean, the character's okay. You know, like, I, I, I don't dislike the character. As part of, a, you know, a, a street-level group like Heroes for Hire and stuff, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe the Defenders, maybe. But I, I don't know. I just don't know. You know, I liked Moon Knight better than it, but I liked Miss Marvel less. So I don't know how to I don't know how to gauge things anymore, you know. Has anybody seen the Marvels yet on the show? Nope. 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 I feel bad about that. Not streaming anywhere yet, is it? No, no but that's, I mean, so nobody went out to the uh no. to the movie theater to see it. No, no, not no one on this show and from the box office, the majority of people in the world. Did not go out to see it. And there's no need to feel bad about that. If it wasn't drawing you in to go see it, don't go see it. Don't go see it simply because it's Marvel. You know, like it just, it, it really didn't. I mean, other than, you know, like, you know, I hate to say it because it's controversial, but I like Brie Larson's Captain Marvel. I mean, more than I don't like it, if that makes sense. So I will watch the movie. I just didn't feel the need to go to the movies to see it. I don't like I don't like Miss Marvel. You know, uh, I don't like, uh, you know, like I, I think the Monica Rambeau thing is just sort of a. I don't know, it just kind of there, you know what I mean? not something I'm I'm overwhelmed by. So I don't feel any particular loyalty to, you know, to, to go see that character either. Now, there were things that happened at the end of that movie that are apparently very important, you know. And again, even with that, I didn't feel the need to run out there and see it. So take from that what you will. 
All right. What else is going on? Any other Marvel uh, stuff you want to talk about while we're on the subject? I don't think so. Has there been any announcements or anything? No, no, I don't think there's been anything lately. Everything is so kind of standstill-ish at the moment, you know? Yeah. We, we, we talked about how Steven Young is off of the Thunderbolts, right? Yes. And good for him. Oh, run, and run, run away. Hasn't, hasn't there been spoilers? He would, have been, he would have been slaughtered. He would have been slaughtered. Who was he, he supposed to be? Century. Century. Okay. And then yeah. I think I think it's been spoiled that that I mean we've been saying for a long time that Red Hulk's gonna like you you bring in uh Harrison Ford as Thunderbolt Ross and then just stand there. and then just stand there and get turned into the Red Hulk at some point early on, and then it's CGI and can even potentially be a different voice from then on, and you've closed out the need for uh, you know, a human of that character. Um so he's only recast shortly, but I, I feel like it's been spoiled through through the Lego release that uh, that Red Hulk is in Thunderbolts. Well, I think it was a foregone conclusion that Red Hulk. It's not only Lego. I mean, Lego spoils a lot of things, but it's not only Lego. Like the the Marvel Legends line has pretty much leaked. Uh, you know, like it's just. You know, it's not a surprise. It makes sense. You know, if they're the Thunderbolts, you know, that movie's going to be everything about Thunderbolt Ross. What else about Thunderbolt Ross is there besides the Thunderbolts? You know, it's the Red Hulk. And isn't, um, and isn't, uh, uh, Betty, Betty going to be in that movie too? Betty Ross? Um, yeah, Liv Tyler, uh, right? Bring there or wait, Liv are they Tyler, are they yeah. they're bringing back Liv Tyler or not? Uh, oh, who was the one from Inventing the Abbots that was Betty Ross in the Ang Lee one? Wasn't that uh, Liv Tyler was in Inventing the Abbots? Oh, so was the but so was the other one, um, uh, the one that's in okay. Labyrinth, the one that's in A Beautiful Mind. Oh, oh, Jennifer Connelly. Jennifer Connelly. That's weird. They were both they were both in Inventing the Abbots and they both played Betty Ross. I never never saw that connection. That is pretty funny. Six degrees of uh, inventing the Abbots. <laughs> There's a lot of people uh, nerd related in inventing the Abbots. It, isn't Billy Crudup in that too, Doctor Manhattan? Phoenix. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix, the Joker. We have yeah. What's his name? Uh, who played? What's his name? I forget his name. Billy Crudup, um, right? Billy Crudup, who was Dr. Manhattan, right? And he was also, wasn't he the Flash's dad in the, in at least a one Snyderverse movie yes. or something? Yeah, I think so. Justice League? Yeah. But they replaced him, I think, for the Flash movie, I think, with that other guy. I think Ron Livingston or whatever his name is. Um, and then who else is in that movie? Who else is in Inventing the Habits? I can't remember the oldest. It's the three Abbott sisters. Liv Tyler is the youngest. I think um, Jennifer Connelly is the middle one. And then there's the eldest one who is herself also an incredibly good-looking woman, but I cannot remember her name. Someone looking it up? TikTok, TikTok. Yeah. Um, Joanna Going? Yeah. She Jonah. hardly works anymore. Joanna. Yeah. What is- 
She looks familiar, but yeah, I don't really. Maybe she's passed on. No, no, no. Out of turn. Let me see what else she's done. Joanna going, right? Or during or going or something. I mean, she's been in a couple of, she's doing some TV right now, like single, you know, individual episodes of TV. Right. Um, Yeah, it looks like it's been, I mean, you know, a, a few movies here and there. Um, she's in seven episodes of House of Cards, a couple episodes of Mad Men. I'm going back a little ways here. See if there's any big movies that jump out at me, and I'm not seeing I can't, any. I can't remember anything other than Inventing the Abbots, to be honest. Yeah, she seems to be pretty consistently working in television. Well, there you go. Yeah. So in any event, it doesn't. The Red Hulk thing is is expected. If they didn't do it, that would be more of a story than them doing it. Right. So we just just gotta wait and see, you know. And go, I'm glad Stephen Yoon is out, just to put a exclamation point on that because it's nothing against Stephen Yoon, you know. I just think he dodged a bullet. That I mean, character is controversial to begin with. Yeah, well, especially you know, for Stephen Stephen Yonet should be positive for him. He just won Golden Globes and Critics Choice Awards and uh, yeah, and an Emmy. Did he, win, did he win the? I think he won the Emmy too. So that that beef, you know, him and Ali Wong are are winning awards all over the place. So yeah, he should be able to parlay into the next the next big thing for him. So you know, he's going to go on. He's still do voicing uh, Invincible too, right? So. Yeah, totally. Yeah. When when is this back half of that season going to come out? I feel like it's like March. I mean, that's a long time to wait. Like it comes out, they give you four episodes oh. in early December, and then doesn't come back till March. That's oh, stinks. Scott, we've waited longer for other things. Yeah. Rick and Morty comes to mind. Remember that year sandwich? Yeah. Wasn't it like God, it was like a year and a half yeah. between seasons. We we had a couple of Soprano seasons that were like that too, right? I don't recall there being a Soprano season that was delayed. I feel like there was at least one I mean, that you, it was over a year between. Well, you episodes. know, you're older than me, Scott. Yeah. You probably remember this. Sandwich and I were just kids. Yeah, when this was twenty five. So, Sopranos is celebrating its twenty five years. Can yeah. you believe it? It's been yeah, twenty five years. You guys and probably Little shouldn't have been House watching is, it with the language. The language in that show was probably inappropriate for your young ears when that came out. Oh, 25 yeah, years that ago. Had a lot of inappropriate joke. stuff. Yeah. That's why you remember that stuff and, and me and Sandwich don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we just remember waiting a year and a half or a year and three quarters or whatever for the Rick and Morty season. And then it was, it just seemed like it was so fast. It was over before it started. Yeah, I agree. What else? Uh, there's going to there's gonna be, so Sandman season two is supposed to start filming. Should have, should have already started filming. So, you know, we're going to get that second season of that. And then the same thing with uh, Good Omens season three um, is greenlit. Did you watch season two? Of, did you, have you watched Good Omens yet, Kev? I, I saw the first season, but I didn't see the second one. All right. 
second season was good. I mean, you know, they really, they really, uh, they really do go into the, they're in a uh, romantic relationship in season two that they, that they kind of, they danced around in season one and they just embrace it in season two. So, which was great. It was, it was, season two was really good. What about Sandman? Did you ever watch, finish watching season one of Sandman? I did. And I don't, I think it's done, right? Have they said anything about another season? No, they starting season two starts, uh, as should have already started. Oh, it may have. So, so there will be another season of that. I was thinking about it a little bit more and I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. You, you've, Help me come around a little bit. Oh, we lost Kev. All right. So why don't we go to break? Sandwich, take us to break, okay. and we'll see if we get Kev back for the second half of the show. And with that, we will bring this episode of Geeks of TNG, episode 748, the one with no name, to a break. The way we put some episodes to a break by saying, hey, can we go to break? After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. We need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff TNG directly by using our GVM line. 201-730-2547. Hmm. Maybe we could use our seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right. Here. Let's read these lines in our most seductive voices. Like this. <clears throat> hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm comments. Oh, <clears throat> that's right. We want you to tell us what's hmm on your mind, what we are doing that you <laughs> like. <coughs> So call us on the GVM line, 201-730-2547, and you may hear yourself uh, on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. <laughs> wow. Wow. What? Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Pottern Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Okay, here we go. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called The Piecast because we got married on Pi Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pi Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pi Day Scott. Check us out. What's up? This is Mikey T, host of the Failing Hollywood Podcast. I'm just a guy who plays with props behind the scenes. On our show, we have guests who also work behind the scenes, and we joke around, we drop names, we tell real on-set stories. We even play some film games, only 
on the Failing Hollywood Podcast, found wherever podcasts can be found. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. And now, another classic Geek Stuff ID. Hello, this is Neil Gaiman, uh, writer of lots of different things, really, and you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Geek Stuff TNG. Live from the sandwich shop, Party Productions in sunny Southern California and Big Kev Una Studios, it's Geek Stuff. TNG. During our commercial break, you heard from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 118 scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details, like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a light-up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foil is open to attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their do-do-do-do-do-do premium offer. You get what 18 scale hangar accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members, and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or at shows or conventions. And I don't need to tell you, the price tag can be quite high. The genius of the system is that you're paying a little each month as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. Here you go. <laughs> That's a good way to start the commercial with the crunch of a lovely parm crisp. That's right. No geek stuff TNG would be complete without parm crisp snack mix. Parm crisps are full of all the nutrients you need and the wonderful flavors you have come to love and know, like parm crisp. Yeah, also crisp. Almonds, cashews, pistachios, three grams of net carbs per serving. Net carbs, Kev, does that mean that it has some carbs that cancel out because it doesn't have sugar? Yeah, it has diet, it has fiber in it and no added sugar. So you take the fiber, 
you remove the fiber from the carbohydrates, the dietary fiber. And who makes Parm Crisps? Are they their own company? I believe so. Wow, an independent company too. Looking at their website, parmcrisps.com, it says our original blend of Parm Crisps, you can get an everything tub, an original pouch, you can get the ranch snack mix pouch, or sour cream and onion pouch. What's your favorite, Kev? I haven't seen sour cream and onion. What was that? I like I like the original. I like the original, but the ranch one is fine too. I'd like to try sour cream and onion. It's probably very good. Yeah, you could get the variety pack. Oh, looking at all of the ingredients. Oh, you see, sir, I I get them at the Costco in the large size because I eat so many delicious Parm crisps. Oh, looking at the website, let's see what's in the variety pack. You got cheddar, original, jalapeno everything for cheese and sour cream they all sound delicious yeah but i don't think they're doing the big what is this 20 ounce i don't think they're doing are they doing 20 ounces of all those flavors i don't know for more information on parm crisps go to parmcrisps.com and find them at your better retailers today when you buy them mention geek stuff tng for absolutely no discount Reach them at checkout and look like a weirdo. (laughs) Reach out to them at farmcrisp.com and tell them you heard about Farm Crisps from Geek Stuff TNG. All right, so uh, we've taken a break and Kev is still not back, so we're just going to move into segment two. Um, Let's see. Why don't we let's let's do Netflix? Let's do Netflix. Um, Okay, Netflix and chill. Netflix. No, I don't want a Netflix and chill. Let's talk about Netflix. Uh, oh, but I, did I, was I not reading the signals properly? No, no, you were not. You're engaged, <laughs> wow. sir. Sir, you are engaged. Um, did you watch the latest season of Black Mirror? I've never seen any season of Black Mirror. You didn't Mirror. watch any of Black Mirror? Oh, okay. I mean, it is good. Do you, do you like... Uh, I mean, do you like Twilight Zone type of stuff? You don't like scary stuff, though, huh? I don't do scary very well. I mean, it's not. I mean, I've, there's a couple of scary episodes, but mostly it's just intense. But yeah, there's a thriller and there's scary. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. don't need something like ju- ah, like jumping at me. Just you know, dude. There I is like that. There is one that you wouldn't like. Oh. Uh. So I mean, again, it's it's all in the future. Like, or it's all kind of it's it's like it feels like today with just a little like the next step in some things, right? And so yeah. uh, there's this one episode where the guy is testing out, like like everybody's got like a brain implant mm-hmm. and like, so you can record what you're seeing. And then like, you know, when you see somebody for a second time, like it'll tell you, oh, that's Jane. You know, like, it's just like, it's like a brain implant. You just like, you know, instead of having like smart glasses, everybody's got something like that in, in these, ep- in these things. Right. Yes. And so, so when you play video games, like you don't need a VR headset. You just, you just plug the video game into your, you know, it connects to your, uh, you know, your right. implant and you, yeah, you're right. So it's, so this guy is testing one episode, a guy is testing a horror video game. So you're going to get connected to the, the system and then, you know, see if it's scary or whatever. So there's like, you know, jump scares galore in that episode. Like, it's like, I did, I mean, you know, I don't like jump scares either. So it's like, and it was a really good episode, but it was like, that was probably one of my least favorite because I was like, 
it, it was it was horror. It was a horror episode. Um, so was the idea supposed to be like, oh, it's too scary or it's too much or something like that? Like, right, because right. it's yeah. in your head and it the it's it's reading your thoughts and creating things that are scary to you is the was the, the premise, right? Like it, you know, uh, so it, 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 it's like it's a tailored horror story, whatever it is. So that's gross. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean, there's there's some stories that are really uh really good just good stories i mean it's it's you know very interesting so i I would strongly suggest it anyway um there's going to be another season of black mirror is really my my point there um let's see what else do we got uh and did you ever watch how about uh stranger things i think i'm caught up on that So, so you did watch the last season i did not i haven't even watched the last season of that um, oh, okay and then I, girl, I think this is one of the shows that i liked a lot initially and then i didn't want to watch it and my girlfriend's like come on we watched so much of it already it's like okay yeah fine. you're 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 pot committed so now it's that's, that's kind of like it is one that i think that i can just let go like if i didn't watch the, i'm only the one season behind right but if i didn't watch it i don't think it would bother me that much yeah. um do you see like so millie bobby brown right so she went from that and she did that Eno- enola holmes right yeah, and then I feel like she wrote a book that like was not super well <laughs> received. Um, so she thinks that Stranger Things is kind of holding her back. So I think she just wants to get be done with that and move on. It was the last season, anyways. Right. Yeah, and they, and the the showrunners keep saying it's going to be huge. So they're like, hey, I I I feel not feel bad. You can't feel bad for guys who made multi million dollars. Um, it will not get the credit it deserves, even if it is good, because it took way too long. Oh, the last season of Stranger Things? Yep. Yeah. And the kids will be 30, right? Exactly. That too. You know, yeah. it's like, that's the thing with casting literal children. Like, you have to either fucking Harry Potter it, and they just film you around, essentially. Mm-hmm. Or you have to just not fucking care about the fact that your 12-year-old will be a 15-year-old when supposed to be a 13-year-old. Right. Which was Netflix too, right? Yeah. Yes. I, I think I saw the first uh, images of um, like st- with oh. the um, with the other guy. Yeah, the other guy at just and he's just he's just playing Geralt, right? Just they're just gonna recast and not say anything about it, right? Yeah, I guess that's the the move. It's just too bad. I, yeah, I really, I really liked. Um, Hemsworth in the role, so I'm sad about it, but uh not Hemsworth. Yeah, Cavill. Hemsworth yeah. is the new guy. Yeah, Hemsworth is the new guy, Henry Cavill. Uh but I haven't watched the new season of that either. Like I started oh, yeah, to watch thing. it when, and I'm just when, like when I, all of that went down, I I lost interest in Poetry. Oh, so you haven't watched the, the latest season of it either? No. Yeah. Because all of that stuff happens. Like, why do I care now? Because I really like this actor. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be interested. I mean, you know, I'll probably come get back around to it. I'm also way behind on uh, Cobra Kai. They're they're gonna they're filming season six, and I think that's yes. the last season. That's supposed because that's another thing where they cast you know kids, and now they're grown ups. Aren't they? Aren't they gonna make a new Karate Kid movie yes. with and like a Karate Kid movie? So with they're gonna Bob Machio and yeah. Jackie Chan. It's they're, gonna be. 
uh, like a, I imagine based on what they we saw for the casting thing, like a Chinese American kid. Right. So they're gonna they're gonna springboard from six. I mean, that's that's a hell of a comeback story, right? You take a a, a movie from thirty something years ago, and then you get six seasons and a new movie. I mean, yeah. that's a, that's a moneymaker. That was a good uh, that was a good decision. Like whoever decided to bring Cobra, that back. I think Cobra Kai was pretty successful, also because it was a show that I feel like. What a lot of shows lack nowadays is like we're not saving the world. <laughs> it's not the end of like the universe. And it's not it's like, you know what? We're a bunch of fucking high school kids who do karate. In 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 this mythical Los Angeles Valley where everybody Every, cares about karate. Yes. <laughs> the amount of times me and my dad have laughed about everyone in the valley does karate right. in this universe. It's just like, it's just the thing. Every kid, no kid yeah. plays soccer. No kid, okay. you know, yeah. nobody, nobody Ball, plays basketball. basketball. Yeah, it's all yeah. karate in, in the valley. Yeah, if I move, if I move to the valley, I have to do karate all of a sudden now. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Um, I was in LA. Yeah, you know, like a year ago, and it's like I don't see a single karate studio anywhere. <laughs> so What's funny. going on? Yeah, and and I think that I think that it um, at least I've only watched. I think I think I'm in season two. I may have finished uh-huh. season two, but it, it also does a good job of like, uh, well, what's rough? Danny and Johnny, right? Yes. Like they just are as human beings, they're never going to like each other ever. Like, you know, yes. and so they don't trust each other. And, and then, but then when you then step back, what they're doing is, is right. You know, Johnny's really trying to make himself a better person. He's really trying to teach these kids karate. You know, he's, yeah. you know, he's not just an asshole, you know, and yeah. then you go over yeah. to on the side of Danny and like, he's really trying to do whatever too, but, and he just, he just has his prejudices against Johnny so and far, vice versa. you know, right. And so, you know, like, yeah, it could all be solved if they would just sit down and have a beer and talk for five minutes. Right. And, and then really, when they do that, it works for five minutes and then, yeah. oh, fuck oh. you. You did something because you're Cobra Kai. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't know. So I, I mean, maybe I mean, there's six seasons of it, so they got to keep these guys mad at each other, you, you know. But so far, they've done a good job of of, of that, right? Um, Did you see all the movies? Oh yeah. Well, I didn't see, I didn't see the new ones like with uh, with uh, Will Smith's kid. Oh yeah, I mean that. But uh, but I saw the right I saw now. the original three or four. Yeah. Oh, the fourth is the one with is that Hillary Swank? Yeah, I saw that too. I never saw that one. An- another Karate Kid or the next? Yeah, I think it was called Another Karate Kid. My mother. Told me not to watch it, so I didn't. No. But I mean, I I loved I loved all three of them. I loved three is the one with the little the little drum, right? So two. That's two. Two's drum. Oh, okay. Three yeah, is the, bonsai tree. Okay, so then then two. I mean, the drum. I loved the drum one. Yeah. So yeah. So two is when they go back to Okinawa, and then yeah. three is they're back in L.A. again. Yes. Okay. And then Daniel doesn't go to college. Okay. He opens a bonsai shop, and then Cobra Kai comes back <laughs> with Terry Silver, who is the most fucking comedic comedically evil villain of cobra kai because i feel like the one scene's like well dumb to plutonium somewhere else then <laughs> he's just saying like comedically stereotypical perfectly california 80s evil shit right so yeah so i i mean i've seen that one but not for a long time it's the weakest of the three yeah uh, it's def- definitely so yeah one and two are strong i've seen one and two a lot um so let's see but, but yeah so cable's over there working on this highlander reboot right Mm-hmm. So I mean, which I think will be interesting. Looking forward, to, looking forward to that. Um, Highlander. I mean, he, he, I mean, Cable's a nerd, right? He loves swords. So I mean, you know, like he goes from The Witcher to The Highlander. Like, it, just give him a movie where he gets to wield a sword. He's 
going to be happy doing that because he likes that. And then it's it's good because he's good at it. He looks, he looks the part. He wields the sword, interestingly, at least, at least on the, you know, again, I don't know if that's Cable or the fight choreographer or both, but I mean, yeah. you know, I think that he's enjoying it. So, yeah, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Jenna Ortega is not returning for Screen Seven, Scream Seven, because she's going back to uh, shooting like season two of Wednesday, so she had to pull out know. of Scream Seven. So you don't do horror, so the Scream franchise doesn't mean anything to you, right? Nope. All right. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. I don't know. Like, I appreciate horror franchises because, you know, it's a cool franchise. I got no problem with it. I'm not going to watch it because I'm going to cry. But if you like it, good for you. Yeah. Um. What was that? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You go. You go. I was going to say, so what, the Netflix is picking up some Philip K. Dick novel called The Three Stigmata of Palmer Eldritch? So Bless they're going to be say? developing that. Yeah. The, the Three Stigmata of Palmer Eldritch. But it's a Ooh. Philip K. Dick novel, right? So you know who Philip K. Dick is, right? Nope. Philip K. Dick wrote uh, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Which I believe is uh, the, the the premise behind uh, oh, is, is that shoot, what's the one with Rutger Hauer? Blade Runner? Blade Runner. I think I think that's Blade Runner. And then uh, it was the, the, the inspiration for Blade Runner may not be the same story, but uh, I mean, a lot of, like, every Philip K. Dick short story has been developed into a movie. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, are you, are you looking it up? Yeah, I'm looking it up. He's got, I should get these books. They look interesting. I mean, yeah, you know, he, I mean, for when he, when he wrote, I mean, he's definitely, like, ahead of his time, right? You know, just... Very, you uh, know, I, I have been looking for something to read uh, again. Um, I'd like to read. I know, I know. You know. <laughs> Despite what Kevin says, I can in fact read, and I do enjoy it. Um, Me fail English? That's impossible. <laughs> um, huh. what's the what's the last thing you read? Um, it's actually related to the uh, one of the things in this uh, prep sheet. So. There's an author, his name is Rick Riordan. He wrote a bunch of books in the spirit of like young teens in some form of mythology. So the most popular one was Percy Jackson, The Lightning Thief. Okay. Were his books. So he's written a bunch of books. So the last book I read was something in that um, extended universe because he's got a bunch of stuff. So they have a, a Disney Plus show for that now, Percy Jackson, Lightning Thief. They had a movie for it, I want to see like 10 years ago at this point. Maybe less, but it was a long time ago. Um, oh, yeah, 2010. That's when the movie came out. It was 13 years ago. Almost 14 years ago. Um, now they have this TV show, and it's really good. And it might not be perfectly, like, exactly to the book, but it's close enough that I really enjoy it. I've been really enjoying the show. I hope it goes the distance. I, I've heard the new Percy Jackson show is like closer, or better, like like fans of the books are, are enjoying it more than the than the movie that came out a few years. Back oh too. yeah, by far. Yeah. Well, like the the, the good thing too is you know because it's a movie, they have to get like really handsome people and like old. Like 
Alexandra Daddario was the main female lead. Okay. Now she's gorgeous and lovely. She's supposed to be 12. <laughs> the character's 12. All right. So- Alexandra Daddario, because she's a woman, cannot be 12. So, you know, obviously they have to change some things up, but it's like, no, you got actual kids. Now, it's also the same thing with, I've, I was literally talking about before, where if they don't go fast, these kids are going to age out pretty quickly. Right. But I like them a lot so I can see it working. So, like, I don't mind if, you know, the 15-year-old is 18 and the 18-year-old's 22. Like, I, I can eat that. Because this first season is really good. Yeah. That's, that's they good. They got five, five books, so... We'll see if we get five seasons of content. And then, I mean, like I was saying before, it's they've been having the books have been coming out for... That movie came out in 2010. The books have been coming out for almost 20 years at this point. This is the Percy, um, the Percy Jackson books? Or... Percy Jackson, yeah. and then it's like in a whole extended universe where it's like, okay, this is all Greek gods, and we did one with Roman gods, one with Norse gods, and then we did some other stuff with the Greek gods, and it's... So you can just keep making them as long as he wants, yeah? As long as he has mythologies. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I really like the book series. That, that was one of the first, like, I read Harry Potter, and it's like, okay, I need a new book series. And my mom's like, here, Dom, this looks fun. I saw it at the bookstore, and I just fucking fell into it. I've been fucking reading it. I've been reading these books since I was in like, since I was twelve. Hmm. On and off again. Whenever he would stop really supposed to come out with new books, I would just keep fucking reading it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's do some of those. Uh... Uh, Philip K. Dick uh, adaptations here. Let me see. There's a bunch of them. Um, I'm just going to move my way through. Uh, the Adjustment Bureau. Remember that movie with, I think it was Matt Damon and uh, whatever. Um, let's see. Keep moving on here. Minority Report is him. Total Recall is him. Blade Runner is him. Uh, a Scanner Darkly is him. So, I mean, you know, these are all, yeah. And Blade Runner is based on a novel called Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? So, so Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049 are thanks to Philip K. Dick. So, if you like sci-fi, he's he's the man. Uh, let's see. We never got OG to come talk about Wheel of Time, but somebody is saying that season three is going to be massive. Uh, what else we got? Any any other product? Anything else going on product-wise? No. I mean, I can't think of anything product-wise I've gotten in a minute. I don't know, it's just... Toys. There's lots of toys. <laughs> Towns and tons of toys. I feel like Kevin talks about toys all the time, you know, because it's Kevin. So, you know, he, he is the one who's more in-depth. If if we ask Kev, he could probably go, go off about 30 minutes about some new toy that was announced and that the ramifications of that toy and what it means about that toy. Um, I am not nearly as in touch with toys as Kevin is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I cannot wax as poetic on toys. The only thing I can wax poetic on, we know. I think we mentioned it. We got the new D and D book that came out last week. Uh, I did the live opening. Uh, I have since read the book, and it's fine. Yeah, and it and it's well. I think that's what that's what the article that we talked about last week. It said D and D five E goes out with a whimper, right? Meh, you know, that's fine. But the last book isn't like save the best for last, right? It just it is what it yeah. is. Yeah, have a book at the end. Yeah, here's one last book. Take it with you. Um, they did we talk about that they announced 
some stuff going forward. I think we did talk about it. Yeah, yeah Re- recap we it. Recap it before yeah. we before we wrap up. Um. So they have a they literally now even though we're, we're so it's not technically a five E module. It's a uh, whatever this new edition is. There is a module that goes from levels one to twenty. Finally, mm-hmm. with the end boss is Vecna, which it's Critical Role's fault that we're even getting that book. Um, that Vecna is the bad guy because Critical Role made Vecna's way bigger than I feel like he, he's big, but like I believe Critical Role for that. Uh, but, 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 but I saw, uh, I saw, okay, so for those that don't know, like there's two magic items, right? The hand of Vecna and the eye of Vecna, right? Yes, and in order to use it. You have to actually pop out your own eye and put the eye of Vecna in and cut off your own hand and, and attached and then it attaches to your body, right? So if you get a set, right? And yeah, you gotta like, yeah, make I, room for it. Right. So I saw this uh I think it was a TikTok, the guy was talking about it. He goes, he goes, Yeah, I had this he's all the like the meanest thing they ever did was the whole campaign we were talking about Vecna, and then there's a severed head rumored to be the head of Vecna and my player characters were cutting each other's heads off to see if it would attach. And it wasn't, it was just a severed head from the last party that tried to, that thought that it was Vecna's head. So they just, they were just cutting each other's heads off so that they could see if it was, they could get the head of Vecna and they, and it wasn't, I thought that was mildly amusing. Um, I actually went through, uh, while we're on that subject, I went through and I made room on my bookshelves and I got rid of books, normal books, like reading books, because I don't read anymore. I'm, I'm an audiobook guy at this point. And so the space that I'm, I'm going to be making by getting rid of the books is letting me put all of my Dungeons & Dragons books, like, on shelves. So even my prior versions, you know, at the, the older versions, so I can actually, like, see my D&D collection, which I'm kind of... I'm, I like it. I'm digging it. And then I can, you know, put up my D&D figures... Uh, the kid figures that came out from Hasbro and maybe eventually the Super 7 figures if they when, when they come out. Um, but anyway, my, my, my point there is um, I started thinking about things that I wanted and I went back and I looked at it and I did not think it was going to sell out and it did. You, you've heard of Goodman Games, right? I think maybe we've talked about them a little bit. Yes. And they do, they do like, what's it called? Old school... Like Kevin was talking about old school traps recently, like that—that's their latest thing. And I thought, like, uh, you know, like Wizards of the Coast, like they just—they make the books and then you just buy them when you want. But that's not how it works. They make—they're like more like Kickstarter. They make them, and then when they're gone, they're gone. So they did these—they—they they called it, uh, you know, classic dungeons re, um, uh, reincarnated. So they had one that was into the Borderlands. So it's the Keep on the Borderlands, Module B2, but like updated to be compatible with 5e and whatever. And I didn't get it because I thought I'd be able to get it when I was ready. And then they have, so I'm like, I'm like, oh crap. So now I got to go start looking for it. And they were like, you know, I've seen the Marine, I've seen some of those reincarnated ones, which I think retail for maybe in the neighborhood of 50. And I've seen them, you know, as much as you know, a couple hundred bucks. So I'm just like, damn, did I miss out? I should have bought these as they came out because I think they're up to number seven or eight. And, you know, and they're like any other module. It's just 50 bucks, so it's not like it's cost prohibitive. But I also didn't think that I had to pick it up. And it wasn't technically D&D, right? It's it's old school essentials, right? It's a, it's a, it's a, a 5e compatible, yeah, you know, clone, right? So, so yeah, anyway, buy buy things before they go away, people. So, 
All right. I guess well, let's let's end with Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. Taika. <laughs> um, he has said recently that he directed Thor because he was poor and he needed the money. Um, he's not involved with Thor number Thor five. Um, okay. He's saying he did Thor four for money because he was poor. No, it said he did Thor for money. Uh, so so he did so maybe the the first one. The first one that he did, uh, uh, Three. Ragnarok, right? Yeah. Um, but then they canceled Our Flag Means Death, which doesn't make any sense at all. It had good ratings. It had extremely positive fan reaction. And it was in season two of a planned three-season arc, and they canceled it. So people are, like, pissed. And I, well, uh, you know, I wanted to watch it, but I, I just, it just didn't. I mean, like it doesn't it doesn't make sense why they cancel things, you know? Like, I think Taika Taika um, had his his moment after Ragnarok, and I think it's all kind of like not coming away from it, but it's like you're not funny anymore. Hmm. So I think that's like it's. I'm not saying it's being like taken away from him, but it's like have your moment, capitalize. Okay, now we pull back. Yeah. It, it, People are oversaturated on uh, Taika. Yes. All right. Eh, could be. A- and the you know the the um, the dissatisfaction with Love and Thunder also yeah. could be you know I mean you could say the same thing about uh, well I don't know if you could say the same thing but like like think about like M Night Shyamalan right Sixth Sense comes out and like he can do no wrong and then like. No movie has been that he's done has been as good as The Sixth Sense, right? I saw somebody say it's like his career is going in backwards order, right? He did his best movie first, and then each subsequent movie gets worse yes. comparatively. So, I mean, you know, it's tough when you when you come out with a with a home run. I mean, and to follow that up. So, I don't know. Let's see. Yeah, I think we should wrap up because I don't think I was going to make it back tonight. And we're, yeah. we're 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 good. Let's do let's do the. Oh, uh, oh, go ahead. I want to do one thing before we go. Okay. Um, so, I actually did receive product. Oh, okay. I received this lovely package from uh, Miss Brittany uh, Eason. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, oh, is this an unboxing? Have you opened it yet? I didn't open it. Oh, you did. Okay, good. Uh, that's your late Christmas and gift, but yeah. I want to say on the program. Those are, uh, Brittany is Scott's lovely wife. I like Brittany. She's a beautiful woman. Um, and Scott's a lovely man. So I want to thank my producer and his family for involving me in their Christmas. It means a lot to me. Um, they got me some beautiful D&D things. I was actually... So first of all, I <laughs> I didn't piece together. I'm like, who the hell is this Brittany person? Why are they sending me a package? And then I opened it like, oh, oh, I get it. I get it. Because <laughs> I, I completely forgot... That you you had tried to send me something and I guess the message the 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 um, address was wrong. Yeah, you know what you know what happened. Um, it put like your street number, but then it put Kev's like city, state, and zip. So oh. so I'm sure they tried to send that to <laughs> to Hawaii and back before it got back to me. And then I had to change it, scratch that out, and put New Jersey on it and send it back. So yeah. Um, yeah, but so Scott got me a bunch of other things, and now I feel bad, and now. For Christmas next year, now that I have Scott's address, um, I have to find something to send Scott. Now, you do not have to. I 
I saw that uh, the little little ampersand symbol I thought was pretty cool, and yes. you know, so I got I got you know one for you and one for Kev, one for myself, and one for OG. So there you go. Yeah, and then and then I've had that little uh, bottle opener for a while. Like when I got it, I'm like, I'm gonna send this a sandwich, and then I've just had it sitting around here. So, <laughs> and then the other thing I've got I've got to find it and send it to you is the, is those mutants and monsters books. I have the two of those because you said you've been wanting to try a different RPG. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to push you on it. You know? Yeah, no, no, I, I have them. I just got to. You're got, doing me a favor. I, I, I put them. I'm somewhere. doing you a favor by, by taking by getting stuff out of your house. Exactly. By giving me stuff. Yep, yep. That's it. So that will be that will be coming in the mail. So you know, um, I, the the whole point of this was for me to say um, I love my producer. He's a good man. He's a good boy, Charlie Brown, and I'm very appreciative of him and what he's up to the show. Oh, thank you, sir. And Kev too. And then yeah, Big Kev. <laughs> Big Kev, who you can find on uh, what is it? Twitter, which is now X, and Instagram as BK Geek Stuff. Uh, over on Xbox, he's Big Kev GS. Probably playing Fortnite right now. Um, you can find me at Piday Scott on Twitter and Instagram and Threads, and and then I, th- I think I have a Facebook that's associated with it, but only use it for the for the show. You can find the show on Facebook as well, Twitter, Instagram, it's GeekStuffTNG and all those places. Um, and then be sure to support the show on Patreon. What should we call the show? Oh, that's what I was thinking. Like, we, we don't have a name yet. Um, now, see, we could just do what we were saying. Like, oh, the road to 800. Or, uh, let's do the road to 749. <laughs> okay. Got it. So you end the show. Oh, no, I'll, okay. I have to do that now because Kev's not here. And with that, we will end this episode of Geek Stuff TNG. The way we episode 748, the one we're calling the road to 749. The way we end some shows by saying Good night, Joyce Randolph. Wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music.
like, hey, all right, good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. 